1: Oh yeah, pre-roll time. The Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly sponsored by Inked Marketing. And the Inked Marketing crowdfunded comic for this here episode is going to be Crit. C-R-I-T, Crit. Alright, Crit coming from Homebrewed Comics issues 0 through 3. What is Crit? you might ask? Well, Crit is not just a story of a group of new-made superheroes learning to work together as a team. It's also a journey of discovery for each of those individual characters. Each issue provides the characters within to explore a little more of their strengths and limitations. The series follows the team as they face challenges, develop their powers, and grapple with choices that test whether or not they can truly call themselves superheroes. Oh yeah, so if you're a fan of Beverly Hills Cop, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Bad Boys, Expendables, My Hero Academia, blank man, are you kidding me, blank man, I'm in, The Fast and the Furious, or Deadpool, this is the book for you, it's a buddy cop act flick. Here's the thing though, it gets even better on account of it spawns from a tabletop game, so yes, it's got all that with a tabletop game type of feel, you know, I'm looking at the Indiegogo right here, and, I mean, it's got character sheets, and, oh, uh, man, this is, this is great. This is great. So if you love D&D and Fast and the Furious and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and this is the book for you, proudly brought to me by Inked Marketing to bring to you Again, welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I'm your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode 291. The 291st episode of the Cheers to Comics podcast will be a creator corner. And the creator that I cornered on this here episode is Mike Phillips. Mike Phillips, uh, honestly, I didn't really know much about the guy. He reached out and uh, he had a book called The Tessellation. And I caught a little bit of a preview and... mm, I'm like, all right, we're totally going to talk. We're totally going to talk. But uh, something happens in this podcast that was very unexpected, um, especially because this incredibly unexpected thing has happened more than once. Um, Ironically, a book is (laughs) um, set in the tiny podunk redneck mountain hickass town of that I lived in in Blackhawk for 10 years. So me and Mike Phillips go on and on about that and it's ah oh, it, it, it's creepy actually once that comes up. You know, you can't see the visual but kind of look at each other like, "What? No, you're not you're not." It's uh it was something. But beyond all that, this is just a great interview. I highly highly suggest you check out the tessellation live on Kickstarter, and uh, enjoy this interview with Mike Phillips. All right, Mike Phillips, how
0: are you, man? I'm great. I'm groovy. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Oh, it's, it's, it's my pleasure. I always enjoy when people reach out, especially when they find me through the means of social media and things like that. So, uh... Um, i i'm 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 honored to actually be kind of be on that 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 radar for independent creators to want to come on this show and um i'm this is you guys are what this show's really all about you know this is this isn't something about me i I, I don't like the sound of my voice I, I i like what I read and I think the people that write the stuff and create the stuff that I read are incredibly undervalued creators and this is my life's mission to make sure you guys have your, uh, your your pedestal here, man, so welcome aboard, Mike Phillips. Oh, it's
0: so good to be here, and you're in luck, because I definitely love the sound of my voice, so it's going <laughs> to be a good time. <laughs>
1: right on, man, right on. Well, you do have a Kickstarter book coming out, The Tessellation. Before we get to all of that, um, every, every great... Uh, a creator or a character in some way, shape, or form has an origin story, and I find this to be incredibly important when getting to know creators uh, coming up. So let, let, let's, uh, let, let's dive into that before we, we get into the, the big thing, the big thing, yeah. the tessellation. Um, let's, uh, let, 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 let's go back to when, man. Let's go back to when. At what point were, uh, were were comics really a joy in your life? Were you an early reader, or did you find it late?
0: Um, I I want to say around seventh grade. So late, a little late. Um, based on oh, what? Oh no, I that's did. still fairly early. I mean, okay. seventh grade. Yeah, no, that's 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 a good age, man. That was um, that was Dragonlance and Forgotten Realms from like the old uh, Wizards of the Coast, used to be called TSR, and uh, so I, I was uh, an early collector of all sorts of little. Pop culture knickknacks, and my first thing was like probably baseball cards. But as far as reading goes, it was definitely like Dungeons and Dragons novels. Nice. Um, it was like an old Castlevania <laughs> book I found, and and that opened the door. But then it was like Dragonlance and Forgotten Realms and Dark Sun and Spelljammer or whatever TSR put out. I was giving them money. So well,
1: what what was drawn to you to that stuff? Was it like the cover art of that stuff, the fan, or were you just a fan of fantasy in general, or?
0: All of the above. I mean, yeah. I definitely judged a lot of books by their cover, which is not a good idea because some of that stuff was garbage. But I absorbed all. <laughs> <of them. laughs> I, I still loved it. I, I just like, I mean, I have a lot of them from back in the day still up there just because I can come in this room and just stare at it and be inspired. You know, yeah. just Kind of be in the zone of getting into my geekdom um, gets the juices flowing. So it's a good room to be in. And you seem to have a similar situation where you are. Oh yeah, no, this
1: is this is my lair man, uh, Studio cerebro, as I call it. I surround <laughs> myself with what I love, and uh, yeah, no, this is. I'm, I'm I'm proud of this little dungeon here man it's 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 amazing um yeah, it's beautiful. but it, it, you're absolutely right though it, it's not just for the sake of vanity and nostalgia you know so it, it really does help me want to create you mm-hmm. know and it, it it inspires me to want to keep going and i mean with, with the uh, ridiculous amount of stuff like I, there's not very much you know paint left on my walls it, it's covered with stuff um, so, I mean, I, I can look at any literally any inch of this room and it, it, at some point, you know, be potentially inspired by something. So, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think uh, I, I think our surroundings really are important. And you having the stuff in your room that, that, that inspired you way back in the day that you were collecting from seventh grade, that's, that's amazing, man.
0: Yeah, and a lot of times uh, when you want to get inspired to even write something, you can look at a certain artifact back there and remember where you were when you bought it or who you had a crush on. Or, you know, just any of that. Oh, there's What was happening in the neighborhood that week, you know, and like that can open a whole uh, pathway that you never would have possibly opened again if you don't walk back in this room and you're like, oh, I can definitely use that for the scene that I'm working on right now. So it's definitely like a major inspiration aside from being a husband and a, and a, and a father and a, having a career, those things inspire you in ways too. But this, there's nothing like, the, you know, if you build it, they will, You may, I made this. Whatever that mm-hmm. is back there, I made it, and it's it's an organic structure that can lead to so many different ideas.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's 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 a beautiful thing, it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, we so we kind of t- we touched on when we touched on why you know you had the, the the fantastical type of interest, the cover art was cool, fantasy was awesome, Dungeons and Dragons, because obviously, I mean, why not? Um, well, let's uh, let, let's talk about the path to creating now. Uh, at what point did you realize I want to be a creator? Not maybe not necessarily a comic book creator, but I mean, is that where you started, or were you a
0: novelist to start? Or how, no, let's novels were daunting. Uh, up until recently, I always thought there's just no way. I mean, you can yeah. hide in a comic script because your artists can save you and mm-hmm. you're not judged on prose, you know uh, so there's a i'm sure movie making is kind of a similar thing where you have a lot of people that can make you look really good um novels that's uh, I'm, a, I'm a i'm a teacher so I have a day job so just the idea of doing this every day is a hard thing I'm a weekend warrior so uh, i'm not belittling script writing at all i'm just saying novels seems to be something where I have to be way more on and it's all on me and that's a scary thing. And I love collaborating. I've I've never been a solo artist. I've been in bands. I would never, uh, you know, I would always like to be just surrounded with people who can, you know, we all, you know, the sum of the parts is a much better, uh, structure than just me going out there naked with an acoustic guitar. You know, I think there's a lot said with the band members, you know, I'll probably use that analogy a lot, but, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I think you know collecting led to um, um, I guess when I finally got my teaching job 20 years ago, um, I was just kind of tinkering around during my lunch break online and it was like oh three. I want to say I found this wacky crazy website called the Continuity pages and if you're a comics fan and you love like spandex superhero stuff, continuity, you either care about it, a lot or you don't care about it at all. and I was an mm-hmm. a lot kind of person. And when I found this website um, created by Julian Darius, who's now one of my best friends, he had he did some articles about comics that he loved, but the the main bulk of the continuity pages was he was creating like a database um, about characters lives. you could he was making basically a reading order per character based on their chronological life. And the example I always use is, like, he'll, um, he'll say, okay, Clark Kent, okay, you want to start reading, you know, this issue, and then it'll be, like, I don't know, Action Comics, let's say, 423. And then the very next issue in his life is Man of Steel 97. And then the very <laughs> next issue, I mean, like, he, I, when I found this website, I mean, it's his opinion, really. Uh, you know, anybody can interpret someone's chronological life however you want, and this sure. is a very malleable thing, but he was creating what he thought was a definitive reading order for characters in their chronological life, and I just looked at this and go, man, this guy, he's my kind of weirdo, this guy is my kind of brainiac, and I just was scrolling through Swamp Thing's life, and Clark Kent's life, and Flat- Barry Allen's life, and it was just a different way of looking at it And i'm like i gotta i want to help this guy you know the internet was still relatively young so i re- reached out to him i said if you need any help making this weird thing i'm in and he like oh i appreciate that and he gave me a couple of chores and i think the first thing he asked me to do was like find like the anchor for the first 10 issues of the sandman because he wanted it to be like he was just continually building it long story short um we became friends and He eventually revamped the website, and he named it sequart.org, S-E-Q-U-A-R-T.org. And the continuity pages, you know, it took a side, uh, you know, he was in the sidecar for a little while, and we started building up a bunch of friends to write articles and stuff. And one day he goes, I love this movie Batman Begins. I think I'm going to start writing a whole series of articles showing how each scene, where it derives from, like what comic books these scenes derive from. And it kind of grew in the telling. And um, next thing you know, he's got like, I don't know, 100,000 words, 150,000 words. And at that time, there were a couple places where you could self-publish a book, like Lulu.com was the main one. And he goes, Mike, you can upload your PDF to this place and you can design a cover and then you can tell people it's there and they could buy it on demand. And we're like, oh, so we're like, let's make this into a book. So we published our first book, Batman Begins and the comics. And next thing you know, we're like, we should become a book publisher, nonfiction book publisher. And lo and behold, if you look kind of like right about here or up above my finger, this is like the first 20 books we published. That's uh, we awesome. Did Grant Morrison, The Early Years, and The British Invasion, and Teenagers from the Future about the you know Legion of Superheroes. And we have a Green Arrow book and a Daredevil book. And some of them are single author and some of them are anthology essay kind of books. And one guy was like... Oh, I love these. I want to do one on the invisibles. And we're like, okay. He goes, oh, by the way, I just graduated from Wesleyan with a film degree. I want to make movies one day. What if I make a book about? Grant Morrison's Invisibles, but we interview him on camera and we put it on YouTube for, you know, like a little publicity for the book and that kind of snowballed. And next thing you know, Grant Morrison's fully on board. We make a documentary about him, uh, Grant Morrison talking with gods, and that rolled into Warren Ellis' Captured Ghosts. And next thing you know, we're making She Makes Comics and a movie about Friedrich Wertham. And, uh, you know, by now we've published like 50, 55 books and dvds um, you know That's... documentaries and uh it's been a wild journey but i'm not really much of a fiction guy but julian wanted to k- create like a a sister company for his fiction because he's a prolific writer he's written I- i'm not even kidding thousands and thousands of like script pages for comics and he wanted to have an outlet for that and get that going so he created this side label um, for his, you know, fiction. And he called it Martian Lit. So I always knew that if I had a good idea, he'd at least entertain it and maybe help me make it. So we started making this comic that uh, we co-created called Necropolitan. It takes place in hell. All of the characters are the famous assholes of history, you know, kind of Game of Thrones style fighting over the throne of hell. Oh, that sounds awesome. Oh, it's fun. It's really fun. It's like a Garth ennis wacky romp um we can get into that later but like it just kind of like i've known the guy for like almost 20 years now and this relationship has just kind of like kept you know just growing and 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 in beautiful ways and we've made a lot of we've made a lot of ink together it's really been a great experience that's that's amazing, man.
1: That's amazing. I mean, I, I, I'm sure you didn't really get into this thinking, you know, I, I'm gonna. This guy has a cool idea. His OCD is phenomenal. I, <laughs> I mean, he weaponized
0: I, his OCD. <laughs> he,
1: he really did, and that's kind of what I'm trying to do in some way, shape, or form. I just haven't figured out how to focus it yet, because um, I I I really do relate to that type of you know I. Indexing and cataloging of all, you know, because to me this is this is important stuff, man. It really is, you know. I, 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 people still kind of look down on it, but I, I really do believe that this is the. the, the the staple of what we're going to be enjoying cinematically for a very long time and to be able to have these indexes for people that just want to come in, you know, they just saw uh, an Avengers movie for the first time, they jumped in on Endgame, but they don't know anything about Falcon, but they go through and they can read a freaking uh, <laughs> uh, an entire catalog on the Falcon. Like that that's insane. I mean, I I yeah. I, I, I the, the 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 list of characters that you've done, you said almost 20 or over 20? different what? types of uh characters that you've covered and doc through documentaries oh and yeah books? yeah
0: um if you go to sequart.org dot torg there's a section of our books um and a section for our documentaries and the continuity pages while still kind of always will be in progress you know it's still it's still there too so you can check all that out wow. but yeah i want to say 40 books um, a lot of Grant Morrison, a lot of Warren Ellis.
1: Um, See, well, those are people that we, you know, someone like my, uh, y- you need indexing with that type of stuff. Because, right. yeah. you know, the, 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 it's dense reading, but at the same time, it's important. So to be able to kind of go through and essentially kind of have cliff notes in a way. Um,
0: it yeah. would, uh, this Absolutely. is brilliant, man. Like, I still, Absolutely. I've read our Invisible book three times. Like, I'm anal, <laughs> I'm anal in that way. So when I was editing it, I would read each sentence three times in a row. Because I'm nuts, and so I've technically read the book three times. I couldn't tell you what the hell The Invisibles is about. You know, <laughs> probably because I have a terrible memory. You know, but yeah, I mean, it, you do kind of. We did want to create like um, companions, primers. Um, cause yeah, this stuff is, is it's dense. I mean, and that's the beauty of it. You could start loving like the superhero stuff, but that's like the gateway drug to like Sandman or Swamp Thing or concrete or a preacher or like, and it, it is an art form for sure. I mean, you can read some wild stuff and even in, in superheroes too, like the new Jonathan Hickman stuff. I mean, we, pe- we need people like that to stretch the boundaries, you know, even if some people look at it as incomprehensible or, a train wreck it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful train wreck you know so even if you don't get it just you know sip it like a fine wine and see if something comes out of you like twin peaks you know just like keep staring at it until it means something to you
1: hell yeah man hell yeah did you do you have a particular project or character that uh you found to be uh more troubling that you than you anticipated like finding the source material wasn't as easy as you thought or so, something along those lines, was there one that just really stumped you?
0: Well, the good news for me is I know what I'm not a professional at, and that's um, nonfiction writing. Um, I am always the editor, I'm always the anal guy who will read your sentence three times, but I've never professed to be an expert enough to actually write any essays myself. If you go to Sequoia, out of the 30,000 articles we have, or whatever amount it is, I've written like three. You know, I, I, okay. I, that's what I mean. When I found Julian, I said, I can be a helper. And I've always been the helper. I've always been a guy to give our directors notes for our documentaries. Like, oh, this guy, you know, this little bit is messed up, or what's that in the background? Like, I'm that guy. I'm never going to be the forefront of Setquark. But um, I, I definitely wanted, I knew I had a place to help build this thing um so i have always kind of knew my role in that but as far as my end there were a couple that were difficult but only because the author um english was their second language like oh. we had a, a guy tom shapira he wrote a book for us for grant morrison's filth and boy there's another one that's you know completely out there and uh, i guess if you stare at it long enough you'll you know like a painting you'll get something out of it but this book it was good, but his English at the time was a disaster as far as trying to edit into American English reading structure. Uh-huh. And at one point, he was trying to use the phrase something-something um, and cram it down their throats, which is a famous, you know, well-known idiom or phrase or whatever. And he wrote, cream it down their throats. And oh. I'm like so glad I caught that one because you just <laughs> don't want it to say cream it down their throats in a book, especially about the filth. So that was, a, that was always a fun one to find. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that one I had to even, I had to get help on that one. And I'm doing one now that's very similar about Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy and his greater, uh, you know, um, career. And again, it's, the guy's got a great, a lot of great ideas, but he's not an English speaker. So I'm, tr- you know, he's got broken Spanish, English to Spanish, Spanish to English. And so those are the ones that are tough for me as an editor. Um, but you know otherwise I mean Julian handles a lot of that. He's like a, a speed reader and he's like a speed writer and like he can just kind of absorb things and kind of tr- make magic out of them. So he's always I can't
1: the imagine the the, the the steel trap of a memory that guy has. Like I like to think that every once in a while I can go through and pull some stuff out of my ass from out of <laughs> nowhere. but I don't think I have enough to write a single book about, let alone I
0: mean a catalog of books and he is a steel uh, trap it's really scary like he's one of those guys who be like remember when we were talking about that in april and i was like which april i you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he is like that he can read a book about when he was building these websites back in the early o's like he would go to barnes and noble and buy like a thick phone book about php or yeah. like you know some sort of like computer scripting text script or whatever Uh, And he could just absorb it in a weekend and go, okay, I I, I got the basics here. And he would just start Uh. tinkering and making a website. Like he definitely – he comes from a family of either like borderline genius or full-on genius like IQ levels. So –
1: yeah, he sounds like a like a Sheldon type of character from like yeah. Big oh, Bang. That's, that's like, an
0: apt. That's an apt. Uh, he he'll probably cringe to hear that, but he, that's an apt. Uh,
1: oh, I don't mean that in a bad way. I I mean I, I in, in an envious way. Oh right, yeah. To, I, 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 mean, I wish I had that that type of capability, man. I don't I don't. I'm not saying he sounds like a socially awkward <laughs> freak. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean he's freaky in a good. He way. He's not. That's, he's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um skip, skip, th- th- this that is minute. Awesome.
0: skip this minute julian when you're watching this okay <laughs>
1: so um well you've uh gone on to uh you know start your your own type of comics now man yeah. um so let, let, let's talk about the thing let's talk about the tessellation okay now are coming soon on kickstarter right
0: yeah uh with the the launch the pre-launch i mean i guess it's the same that's clever of kickstarter so like the we i have the link now but currently it's the pre-launch page but when it launches Mm. it the link is the same and now it's launched so february 17th it'll convert into the actual uh campaign Cool, man. Cool.
1: Well, let, 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 let's talk about this. Uh, this is your, I mean, uh, what, what part do you play on this? Are you, is this something that you're writing yourself? or?
0: Yeah, this is my baby. This is fully this is your baby. the depths of my shit storm in my mind and my soul, for sure. Um, Julian helped me with Necropolitan. That was also my idea, but every time I started it, it didn't really, it didn't have any legs. Um, so I needed his help. Plus, I'd never written a script before Necropolitan. Um, I thought I could just wing it. It's in hell. Make a bunch of weird shit happen, and bad guys kill another bad guy. But then he's like, "No, no, 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 no." He's got like, he's got like a, uh, a PhD in English. So he's like, "We gotta have some structure here." So he, you know, he held my hand in that one. But after I got my legs on that, um, yeah, I thought I, I can make this. But mentioning OCD, like I had to create like boundaries because, like, with with a typical script, I mean, you know, you can have as many panels on the page as you want to torture your artist with, you know? Um, so I I needed structure, though, because I'm like, does this page need six panels or seven? I mean, I didn't really know, and I, mean, I guess I could get a bunch of books to tell me the rules of that. Well, you know, how many things do you want to make sure that the reader knows about on that page that's how many panels you need? It's like, So I was just winging it, but, like, in my own OCD way, so I thought – I need rules so i've made up these rules like okay no more than eight panels and if i'm sure most pencilers will cringe just hearing me say that but like (laughs) i wanted it to be like i didn't want to be able to have to like decide for the artist okay there's a splash page here and then then and this panel kind of like intersects with that panel like i know the artists usually make those decisions on how to stylize the page but i didn't even want to even worry about that so i was like how can i how can I get this done? Cause I'll start it and stop it and start it. So I kind of started having this idea like, okay, let's make a grid. And actually I'm getting way ahead of myself. The basic idea of the story is um, I'm, I'm a scared person a lot, especially like I think of doomsday scenarios a lot. I have anxiety and um, being a parent, like that compounds exponentially um and you're constantly thinking about oh my god what if i wasn't out there when they were playing in the yard and then they fell off the swing set and there's always the kind of like when you're driving down the highway and you're you're holding the wheel and your wife's there and your kids are there like all of our lives are in your hands and and your foot on the gas pedal or brake so um, at that time, I, I, um, I was kind of watching Interstellar, the Christopher Nolan movie, and at the end, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen Interstellar, but I'll give you a second here. To pause. Uh, but go. He goes into a black hole, <laughs> which, for some reason, the fifth dimensional entities decide that they're going to show the main character his daughter's room, or I guess it's a study, or maybe her room and a study, but every like, second or minute of her room's life um, just sprawled out in all directions in this tesseract, this fifth dimensional. So I'm watching that and I'm thinking about, oh, those are boundaries, that's a structure. And um, so that's kind of happening while I'm afraid for everything in my life and every I could fuck it up at any moment by making one choice or one decision. So all of this starts to kind of potpourri in my mind. And I'm also watching David Lynn. I'm watching, uh, you know, Twin Peaks, The Return. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he has his own rules, but we'll never know what they are. But the bottom line is, if it feels good to him, he's going to keep going down that rabbit hole and make it whether it makes sense to us. It doesn't matter as long as it makes sense to him. So all of that is swirling in my mind. And I decided, OK, I'm going to do this. I'm going to pull the sliding doors moment, if you know that old Gwyneth Paltrow movie where, in the movie, she makes the train, but she also misses the train. And the movie splits into those two realities. And I thought, OK, I'm going to do this, where I'm going to have me, or you know, you know, know, an autobiographical slash fiction version of me, on the highway with my family, and a guy tries to pass me on the right in the slow lane. And at that moment, the comic is going to fracture, and you're going to now read three rows where I miss the train, make the train. So in one row, I'm not going to let this dude pass me on the right. No way. And I floor it. Okay. And in another reality, I realize that my family's in the car, and that's just a bonehead move. And. You know, just like the instant gratification, you realize, oh, what an idiot. Why would I even ever do that? You know, but there are those moments where you don't want that person to pass you on the right. It's happened to me a bunch of times where I start to put my foot on the gas mm-hmm. and then you realize you're an idiot. What are you doing? So there's going to be kind of a third row that's in between. And um those three stories will play out for the rest of the issue. So you can read just the top row from wow. page eight to the end. You can just read the top row and see what happens when. He doesn't floor it and in the second row he kind of gives chase a little bit and gives the guy a little bit like yeah i'm here and you're not going to own me but eventually he comes to his senses and eases off uh but not quite in time and it leads to kind of a fender bender and in the third reality what you probably expect happens happens and then you just watch these three versions of this guy live through these three lives and they play out. There's a bottom row, too, where um, a fourth version of him kind of broke off in high school and became very successful and wealthy. Um, very wealthy. He's like a hotshot LA lawyer. And um, he hears about, he through whispers of other wealthy people at the golf course, he hears about this place where you can, you can. Buy your way into another reality and, and kind of just have these adventures these consequence free adventures so that's where I say in the tagline it's kind of like the game the Michael Douglas movie where Sean Penn buys his older brother this adventure that you can't tell if it's real or not and if everyone's around him is in on it and it's kind of like are you in a weird like rich person role play Uh, but i take it in a different direction where you go into another reality an actual another reality where you can assassinate somebody or rob a bank or go to an orgy or or just maybe voyeur yourself and maybe kill yourself and i make a joke about how some people just need to punch a pillow sometimes and this is the best kind of pillow you can punch you know yourself um so i kind of just i'm gonna ride this weird wave and see how it happens and it took me a long time to do and i think it came out okay
1: it's it sounds like a great I mean like something I've never read before and that's that's always going to be the first thing that attracts me to something new you know I've never seen anything or heard of anything like this having these three different stories all play out um I mean it, it, it's it's genius on a marketing level too because it gives you re-readability so I'm um, um you know you could choose to read it however you want you know I'm going to read I'm gonna start out by reading the third panel or I mean I or, yeah I mean that's is it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's pretty neat. Um,
0: a lot going on. There's choose your own adventure. There's definitely the the whole thing. I need to go back and do this again. I mean, you could literally just read the third row the whole time, where you could absorb it the whole page. You know, there's only there's only, you know page economy is a big deal. So there's only two panels for each story per page. You know, it's like eight panels, but it's two for this row, two for this row, two for this row, two for this row. So you could do it that way, and it was kind of like at first, I was thinking I was really clever. And each page was going to be the same exact moment in time, just four different realities. So it's 3.37 ah. 3. p.m. for all these versions. And then the next page is 4.45 p.m. But that kind of broke my brain. I was like, fuck this. I, that's where, You've taken the gimmick to the stupidest level because now you're not, you're not serving the story anymore. You're not letting ah, the story – Yeah, you're kind just trying happen. to play yeah. – Yeah. And now you're just forcing scenarios. I mean, it's gimmicky enough as it is. And I'm sure some people will definitely poo poo it and go, this is dumb. I'm out of here. Or I'll read this. It's going to be a train wreck and and they'll probably find it in their own mind that it is a train wreck. They'll decide it is. So I'm never going to be able to please those people. I just noticed you have darker image back there. Oh, got oh yeah,
1: dude. No, that that's huh. a that's a book that I hoard. Like I've got like a stack of them, man. The Max oh, is my wow. dude. I, I, yeah, no, Sam <laughs> Keith is my favorite thing to ever happen to just all of art in general. So. Sam Keith. Yeah. Yeah, Yo, yeah. My dude, uh,
0: I loved the Max cartoon. Can you believe that actually existed? And remember that liquid television on MTV, yep. like in the mid nineties and the perfect alternative grunge. That was like a perfect show. That was a trippy weird show. And max was like the headlining act and Aeon oh, Flux, my God. what a great show.
1: I just recently had the, the opportunity to introduce it to my girlfriend. And I was like, you want to, uh, I mean, this, and she, even she was blown away. Like, she doesn't, you know, she's trying to get into the whole comic thing. I was like, ah, this is, this isn't comics like you've ever comicked before. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, just the, the voice acting on it is phenomenal. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. It's my that's favorite. That's a
0: David Lynch, that's a David Lynch comic, man. Sam Keith was tapping into some awesome stuff there. Oh,
1: man. Ah, uh, I, I, I'm waiting the the best we've had recently was a a Batman crossover that took two years to happen between five issues a Max and Batman crossover which was neat yeah, no, they put it out through IDW, it was, uh, and you know, it was a DC IDW crossover, Batman, it was like Arkham Dreams. Oh,
0: yeah, that rings a bell.
1: It, it, was, it, was, it was awesome, man, but it, it, I, there, there really is no but. It, it, was, it was still perfect. Um, <laughs> but I need more, that's really the but, Is like, that's not enough, it what took two Why years not? for... Why
0: isn't there yeah. more? I know he redid, uh, he like redid all of that through IDW, right? right?
1: Yeah, no, he did the maximized, yeah, yeah, the yeah. max maximized, yep. Ugh. Uh, yeah no i I get pumped anytime anybody brings up sam keith i'll 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 dart right any day for that conversation, man. It's... <laughs> yeah, I
0: definitely like OCD that one. Right. No, that's
1: okay, man. I, I, I see. I mean, th- I don't have this stuff back here for no reason at all. I know this is a podcast; the listeners don't know what the hell is going on. But if they check out the YouTube page, they can see what the hell is going on. Not that this interview is going to be on YouTube, but for all the other shit, same background. But uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm always changing it up, man. I, I just, I, I love homage covers. That's my thing right now is collecting homage covers. So. Try to get the the original OG classic cover, and then try to put the homage, behind, you know, around it in some way, shape, or form. Give me and, one
0: that like you got that was a good homage lately.
1: Oh, uh, let's see here. I've got the Loggerhead from Brian Silverbacks up here, homage in the ASM three sixteen.
0: Oh yeah. Um. Oh, wait, yeah, the,
1: got, one, the
0: one. Wait, what's the one uh, with Venom on top of Spider Man? There is that the one you're talking about, or the one to on the right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The, the ASM three sixteen. Okay.
0: Yeah. 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 Yep
1: um i've got all type of spawn homages one of my favorite homage oh, covers yeah, I see to collect is the uh house of secrets that first swamp thing there's some okay. great ones there like uh, if i turn the camera just a little bit like this Cult of dracula here from uh, oh, richard yeah. davis just, oh man yeah no it's one of my
0: yeah, yeah i got it oh album. and i see the uh, i see the max batman one now oh god
1: Sam oh Keith, yeah dude Keith
0: is amazing <laughs>
1: He's phenomenal, man. He's he's uh, he's the best thing. He's the yeah. best thing to ever happen. And he <laughs> hates himself. And I hate him because he hates himself. And have you ever met him? We need more. We need more. Have you ever um, met him? No, no, not yet. The, uh, the, the one of these days, I would imagine. Once Khan start up again, I think he's done one in the last few years. He did Emerald City a couple years ago, and. Um, yeah, for for whatever reason, I just couldn't make it, and I took it for granted. And now here we are, not not getting to meet anybody right now. Yeah, uh,
0: no, it's, it's yeah. I just actually got my first uh, vaccine shot today. Matter of fact. Oh yeah. I can't wait till this is all over, man. Yeah.
1: Dude, I'm um, I'm so I'm mean, everyone saying no oh, 2021. No, no, we got to get through 2021. 2022 is when it's all gonna be. Yeah. I mean, at least as far as the comic book convention world starts yeah. up again. Yeah, Yeah. Maybe by the end of 2021, you know, Baltimore and New York'll be a thing. But I, I don't know. I don't have high hopes for that. I, I'm yeah. patient though. We just got to keep the creators healthy in the meantime, man, and keep yeah. the juices flowing and give them reasons to give you guys reasons to come out and want to shake our. Yeah, I've little never hands. gone
0: to one as a creator. I mean, we've done a bunch uh, with Sequart, just you know, selling our nonfiction stuff. But it'll be a new experience to have a trade of Necropolitan on the table and a couple floppies of tessellation one and just get to know people in that way because honestly the main reason sequar even kept growing was because of conventions it was like the guy who made the grant morrison documentary he some guy was like oh grant morrison the early years i love this book you got to meet this guy and he goes and gets this guy who comes back and he's like oh yeah i want to do one on the invisibles i'm like let's go i mean Uh, we'd read his blog. He's definitely a good enough writer. Let's do it. And that turns into Grant Morrison documentary, which Warren Ellis and then Neil Gaiman. And it's just like, it just, the con is where it is where you like network and make friends and I can't wait to get back there.
1: Yeah, man. I think we all kind of took it for granted and I I don't think we'll ever do that again. That's, that's for damn sure. That's for damn sure. Yeah. It's gotta be exciting that, that, that anticipation of knowing that within some short period of time, you're going to have a table and there's going to be someone coming up with a copy of your book asking for your scribble on it, man. I mean, is, uh, it that, that's got to be exciting knowing yeah, that day is coming. My
0: life. I mean, I tr- I tried to create like a, um, a voodoo doll of all my fears. Uh, it's They're still all in here. I thought it would just leave my soul and go into the tessellation, <laughs> but they're still here. But I created some sort of weird totem for all of the things that scare the shit out of me. And if somebody ever wants me to sign it, that'll be weird and awesome and I'll be happy to I'll be happy to do it.
1: Uh, uh, that, that that's great, man. That's great. I can't wait. I mean, as soon as you make it out to Denver, I'm gonna be at your table. That's for Denver. I Dem- love sure. Denver.
0: I love spent two I, I two years in a row, our friend my friend uh, Ahmad, he moved out there just kinda like Wanderlust, moved out there and two summers in a row, our other friend Shri and I went and visited him and had a blast. Denver is, and, and surrounding areas. is just gorgeous. In fact, the tessellation is set there because I became infatuated with the area. It's an area, um, I want to say 45 minutes west, called Black Hawk. It is So, weird.
1: dude, check this out. Black Hawk, I spent 11 years living in Black Hawk, Colorado. This is
0: the weirdest now. Okay, let's get into it.
1: Uh, dude, I, I I could tell you everything you want to know about Blackhawk, and if any if there's something I don't know, I could direct you to one some of the best historians of our generation that are embedded in everything Blackhawk. Blackhawk is a fucking
0: weird goddamn town. And <laughs> <laughs> why did I meet you before, After I wrote it, God, I could have had been so like script accurate. You know, I, I there is a drawing of the police station. It's literally the first panel. So, but yeah, I don't really know anything about the town. I just wanted to be set in the mountains, outside of Denver, just because I love the area. Well, go ahead. Uh, that,
1: no, no, I, I mean, I, I'm blown away right now. I got goosebumps. I, I live down in Golden, actually. So I live right at the bo- you know right at the bottom of the hill. It's the last town before you're not in the mountains, and then you're on your way up Sixth Avenue up to uh, you know Blackhawk. Um, and, uh, dude, yeah, no, I spent 11 years up there in the casino industry. I was, that's actually what I gave up to do this. I I lived up there, and because the the, the town is so goddamn fucking weird, and (laughs) it's, uh, not really weird in a good way. It's a good way to get a story out of, because you're not the first person to to actually, ironically, well, you're not actually the first person to have, ironically, write a story about this town, Blackhawk, uh, and Blackhawk, uh, and then come on the show. Like, it's it's, it's that fucking weird. And in a completely <laughs> different way. The dude wrote a novel, and he's like, hey, check out my novel. And I was like, hold on, you mean Blackhawk, Colorado? And I was, he was like, yeah. And I was like, dude, I, what, what else do you want to know about this? Are you writing a sequel? Like, I could tell you about all of these people. And, wow. um... Yeah, no, it's a, it's that weird of a fucking town. It, it, for a good reason. Like, this is where Colorado started was in Blackhawk. That's where the big silver and gold rush was. And, I mean, this is where civilization in Colorado really essentially started between Golden and Blackhawk, Colorado. Well, Central City, but they're right next to each other, Blackhawk right. and Central City. But, um, yeah. So no, It's, it's a...
0: like a magnet, I guess. I don't even know why I picked it to begin with. I just knew I wanted it in the hills. Oh, because of the third row where there's a car crash for a certain reason. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to be a hilly area where you can't see around the bend and if you're being a reckless Dude, driver. I, I drove that fucking road a
1: hundred thousand <laughs> times in my goddamn life. Doesn't matter what road you're you're talking about to get to Blackhawk, I know them both. There's only two. And okay. I've taken them I, 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 more times than any human should ever drive. So this is this book is going to be super on base with me, man. Because I oh my god, the, the, you are the, the, my oldest. The accidents on this road are real. The, the I mean the the accidents on this road are daily and real. And dumbasses drive like morons all the fucking time on this road, dude. This is
0: this is creepy, man. This it's is almost creepy. like you conjured me, like you made me. I'm just a figment of your imagination. <laughs> Oh, so uh, I, I, you know,
1: I, I mean, I, I am uh, kind of megalomaniacal in a way, but I'm not going to take credit for uh, for the tessellation by any means. This is, yeah. um, this is fifth
0: uh, shit right now. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, no, but yeah, I shit. mean, I, I chose Blackhawk, I know, because I wanted it to be a dangerous hilly area, a wet road, uh, bad sight lines, and I loved Denver. So it all started with just having a great time with my friends. There was an old bar, I don't know if it's still there. It's called Sancho's. Uh, we went there, it was like I, foosball was a big deal. When we came out there, everyone plays foosball and there was just kind of a grateful dead vibe in this bar called, I think it was called Sancho's, but it was kind of down in downtown Denver and like we went up to Red Rocks and saw Radiohead and the next year, I think it was like uh, just terrible bands playing. So we went and saw Lord of the Rings, the two towers at Red Rocks. We just loved <laughs> being out there. And, um, yeah, so I started, I wanted to be set in Denver for many reasons. And then Blackhawk just seemed that nice, cool, like interesting place with a lot of history. And the casinos, yeah, me and my wife even just I said, Hey, let's go p- visit that place because we were looking for a place to go. Let's go to, let's go. I want to. want you to see Denver. We got to go to Denver. And now uh, we were like researching. She loves uh, to play the slot. She's a slot jockey. And I'm like, There's mm-hmm. a town up there that I've been writing about. They've got a lot of casinos in the area. Let's go. So yeah, it's like a lot of lore up there. Now that I'm, I've met you, I really want to. Go back for like maybe issue four or five and continue with some of those characters, and you can give me all the, the skinny on it.
1: Oh man, and like I said, I I, I could point you to some some incredibly like, O C D type of knowledgeable people. I mean, nice. they, they have no business knowing the stuff that they know, but there's so much to know about up there, man. Like it's. There's a, there's a lot of stuff that'll never leave the, the 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 stories of that town that'll never make the news because the casinos cover shit up constantly because that's what the entire economy like when covid hit when covid hit the number one affected place on the entire planet was Blackhawk Colorado. Um that that had the biggest impact economically on, more than anybody on the entire planet was Blackhawk Colorado because Why the, the casinos uh, it's, it's had a to casino shut down
0: and like the entire like yep. like everyone who works pretty much works there or a gas station
1: we're we're, we're out of there, there's one gas station so there was four people employed but when there's nobody <laughs> going up and down yeah um then no there's no it was, ghost I mean, town. It, it, it was back to being a ghost town it was back to being 1990 again up there before the the casino boom wow so yeah man um How's and, it, doing now? It, it it's it's running at a percentage of capacity people right. are back to work and um, gamblers are gonna gamble, man, so uh You're that's, find a way. yeah that that's all there is to it. We just Colorado just legalized sports betting too, so to have that go through while there's no casinos open um that's it's it's gonna be a crazy transition for' them up there, but whatever whatever that's that's their problem now, man, that's not my shit anymore. I talk comics, I talk doodle books, they can worry about gaming license numbers and count all their silly money uh i uh Ah man, but this is gnarly. That once again, another book based on. You might have heard of it. It's a town
0: called Blackhawk. Yeah, son of a bitch, man.
1: Son of a bitch. Who? I mean, I I could, I could guarantee one thing. There's not going to be another podcast tour that you go on that's going to have a host. That can relate to uh, <laughs> relate to this book like I can, man. And yeah. that's uh, that's for damn sure. I, I am so pumped. Just How far at me uh...
0: about like the the realism of the area? I mean, I the artist, my he's like I already feel like he's one of my best friends as he just. He's like the third artist because the first couple fell away for for different reasons. But I found this guy. His name is Hernan Gonzalez. I'm gonna roll that R. Hernan, Hernan Gonzalez. He's go. from Central Argentina. He uh, is the sweet. He's a sweetheart. I love this man. Uh, but he drew a palm tree in the front yard of somebody who lives in Blackhawk, Colorado. so I was like, Sorry, Colorado. Uh, uh. Yeah, I was like, dude, I didn't have the heart to say there's no palm trees in Blackhawk, Colorado. But like, you know, I didn't notice it until it was too late. Anyway, it's so like, fuck it, whatever. But yeah, you're going to be like that. There's no, yeah, that doesn't, there's none of that in Blackhawk, but whatever. You have to just let us slide because we really, we're not from the area.
1: Gotcha, man. Gotcha. No, no, I, I the, was going to be so fun for me to read. I'm not going to go through looking for things to pick out. Believe me, you don't have to worry about that, man. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go into it as a fan. Just, ...with some sort of nostalgia behind it, you know? That, that was a chapter, a previous chapter of my life, you know? So, I'm not gonna lie, like, that that town is so interesting that the first time I ever thought... When I, when I broke away from the casino, I, I knew it was comics, but I didn't know what it was gonna be. Um, So, I had somebody just randomly approach me, He was a writer, he was like, Hey, I want somebody that can kind of draw a little bit. I was like, I haven't drawn in 20 years... Um, but I'll re- I'm willing to reteach myself because I hate living this casino life, and I love comics. So we made a webcomic, and I based it out of Central City, Colorado, which is right up the road from Blackhawk. They're practically the same town. They just got two different friggin' mayors, And we called it Diagonal City. But it was all based off of just it's it's such a in your face like how are people all of these people not famous characters in books like there's the, everybody up there is just their own goddamn wacky personality and um oh and man right
0: uh, it, i mean it's such a cheesy thing but it was such a a, a point of emphasis for tessellation, I mean, you write what you know. I'm afraid of a lot of shit, <laughs> so I wrote about that. And you say you've met all these characters; you, those are weapons in your arsenal. Use them. Yeah, yeah man. Ah,
1: oh, dude, this is this is great. I I uh, I I look forward to when you you are able to come back out here for the con scene and then revisit Black Hawk again with uh, you know different eyes. You know, it, uh, I don't know, man. It's. Uh... <laughs> i'll show you some shit dude you yeah. let me know when next you time you're in now, sh- i'll show you some sh- 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 i'm, gonna, I'm yeah. just gonna lay that
0: on the table <laughs> uh, me the i mean big, there's big tour you can give me the real tour of that place yeah
1: man you you, you i'll take you down a road you want to talk about a terrifying road it, it leads between uh central city and idaho springs and it's called oh my god road and <laughs> it is two it's two ways um there and back but it's only one lane it is oh. off the drop off of a mountain. Um, it's ba- you could barely fit a you know an SUV on it one right way. So if uh, one person is going this way, then someone's gonna back up for however long until there's enough. For- I mean it's it's fucking scary. But it's called we oh Can my Skip god road for a reason. <laughs> yeah yeah no man. It's, uh, there, I'm, my point is is there's so much to see out there for more inspiration. If you ever thought okay. you know what? I'm gonna do some more Blackhawk shit.
0: I, someone did ask me, like, is there an um, issue, too? Do you continue or do you, like, do different versions of this guy and, like, get weirder? And we- And I thought about it, I'm like, I'm not – it hadn't really – I mean, I had a couple other ideas. But the next issue is completely different. It's a, it's a, a woman who grew up in the 80s. Um, so, no, I hadn't thought about it. But knowing that I, ha- I have you in, in, my, mm-hmm. in my pocket now. Um, it would be interesting to like, yeah, mind that mind that a little bit and see how, how I can use the town as a character to really see what this guy could do if he's made just random decisions over the decade that he's lived there. That would be interesting, actually.
1: Uh, I'm. I would be happy to help in any way possible, man. Because this sounds right. like something that's really being created for me. I mean, yeah. Uh, y- 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 <laughs> y- you might be the y- only. You say one. that I manifested you, but I really think that you just manifested this book solely for me. Is yeah. all it is. Yeah. And there's. I'm gonna let other people read it. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, there's. Oh man, people are gonna be all over this, brother. Um, so. Uh, I, This this starts here on the middle of February. You said the seventeenth. Seventeenth, right? Yeah, right after Valentine's Day. That's right. Mm -hmm. And um, going to be poor from
0: taking their uh, significant uh, significant other out for lobster dinner, and then I'm going to ask them for money.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the beautiful thing about Kickstarter, though, is you don't have to pay until the campaign's funded. There you go. And um, so uh, you know you could sign up day one, get that early per deal, and still not have to pay until the very end and give yourself time to recoup from that ridiculous uh, dinner that you had to, <laughs> had to spend money on. And, um, you have to. yeah, yeah. And no matter what they say, no matter what, Oh, I don't do Valentine's day. Mm. Yeah, um, <laughs> everybody uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, uh, Kickstarter real easy that way. So there's no excuse to not jump on it right away. Um, uh, what, uh, stretch goals planned, I would imagine.
0: You know, this is such a hard thing. Now Julian, um, my buddy, he's done, I think 10 for Martian lit his fiction sister site. And it's like, you know, I don't know how some people make these kickstarters. They look, they got all these bells and whistles and they're gorgeous and, and all these stretch goals. And we have a few that are kind of bubbling in our minds, but honestly, I, I'm, i am I haven't really kind of committed to any of them. I, I thought at one point there were a couple deleted scenes that we could put in. Hernan is totally on board to draw these deleted scenes. I had one idea for um, a, like a three-page story that's like six rows instead of four uh, about this crazy thing that happens in France. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm kind of a little afraid but to right do. I don't want to like promise something that won't be as good as what's already been set up. You know,
1: oh, we'll see. dude totally understandable, man. The fact is is that you plan on delivering the tessellation. That's the most important thing.
0: Um, raising money I, for issue two, which hopefully is better than issue one. Uh, uh, money, well, we'll go i on for issue two. Uh, and do you, how
1: far do you think you plan on going with this? Um, I mean, as long as I'm alive... There you go. That's the fucking right answer, right there, man. As long as I'm alive, that's uh,
0: I'm writing about infinite realities. I mean, if I it's a perfect sandbox, and that's kind of why I fell in love with it because I could go back and redo when I'm on issue 19, I can redo issue one and change three things and make it this crazy like a love story or horror story, I can change genres just with the the flip of a coin or choosing vanilla instead of chocolate, a whole different reality opens up. And so as long as this thing is still kind of working right, um, like I said, I'm a teacher. So like summer is a good time to like pretend I'm an author. I'll get up in the morning and a couple (laughs) hours I'll, I'll do it. And then, you know, spend the rest of the day doing whatever. But during the school year, especially the past 12 months have been, the shit show of all shit shows trying to be a teacher so yeah being able to write I can't imagine man is very difficult but um, I was able to finish the um, the um, the plotting for issue two and issue two is a wider variety of stories it's not just like three slightly different things and then this weird wacky multiversal hopping guy down here it's four completely different versions of this woman Um, and I'm really excited to I mean I'm on page 6 of the actual script now but like just finding the time to upload the energy and the, the putting that whole world in my head and going okay I can do a page of this a lot of times it's a, it's a lot harder than it sounds
1: Yeah Oh yeah no I uh, there's you 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 can't say that any louder, man. I mean, th- there's nothing about this that's easy. Yeah, sure, there's some people that are freaks and they're able to just crank shit out, but that's not natural. Like that's not any type of, um, uh, yeah, standard to set yourself to by any means. I mean, this this stuff really is hard.
0: And uh, for me, oh, fuck, I'm just God damn do I respect to, it. I've had to just tell myself that you're gonna, that for now treat it like one issue a year like a novel like you're creating and you know the first one's 30 pages the next one's going to be 45 so that we're getting into novella territory anyway so i can't i'll I'll break if i like try to treat it like this is the day job and if i don't write i've i fucked the day up and wasted the day so yeah baby steps
1: Right on, man. Right on. Um, well, I, you, I think you're taking the the, the right steps for sure. Um, I uh, the 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 thing that you have come up with the, the sandbox. I like I like that term sandbox. Um, it 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 has my mind going for sure. I think you've actually kind of um, you, you may have just cursed me, and uh, <laughs> uh, I may actually be because uh, I, I am. I can relate to the whole playing out different scenarios based out of fear. I do it all the time, Um, I mean, without getting too far ended, I'm somebody that's actually been robbed at gunpoint three separate times in my life. And every single time different, I mean, it it played out in a different scenario. And so I'm constantly, I'm paranoid, you know, I, I, I relate, I'm paranoid, I'm scared and whatever. Um, so this, this book really, it, 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 strikes home with me on so many different ways. And to know that this isn't just a, a one-off, you know, type of situation. This is something that you really plan on playing into for, well, I mean, uh, as long as you're, 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 you're alive and kicking, man. I mean, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure we can sign me up as a lifelong fan from here on out, man.
0: Because the, you're, you're on board for the gimmick, but I sold the sizzle, but now we gotta see if the steak tastes any good.
1: I, well, okay, no, touche, touche. But um, I've got faith. I do. I, I've got a lot of faith. Um, okay. And, well, I'm, and I, of I'm not gonna go in biased. I'll tell you that. I'm not gonna go in biased because you know Black Hawk is a, a part of me. I, I promise. But uh, I, I, uh, I, I, I've got a I've got a good feeling that's for damn Thank sure.
0: Thank you. Oh no, believe me, there's a lot of thought that goes into this stuff cuz oh, I've been paranoid about it for years. I I was talking to someone about it at another uh, interview and like I, I kind of equate it to like the tessellation is always on your shoulder. Like if there's another reality right there next to you, whether it's you know um, saying something inappropriate to the wrong person, you know, remember uh, the guy from CNN last month, the Jeffrey Tubin guy? I've been using that example <laughs> a lot. You know what I mean? who like exposed himself during a Zoom. Like mm. his career is like, I don't want to say ruined because forgiveness is wonderful. But it's I mean, different. if you have any kind of Tourette's kind of um, instincts, and I don't think Tourette's is a, 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 of like a light switch. You know, I think right. there are degrees of it. And I do feel, I'm not going to claim I have Tourette's, but I do have um, instincts that are stupid. All day long. And uh, I don't, again, I don't want to belittle or or make light of Tourette's because their instincts are uh, uh, impulses that they can't stop. I don't want to call them stupid. That's probably the wrong word. I might have just done it myself. But (laughs) but instincts are socially um, not on par with what is considered normal. And I have these instincts a lot. And I'm constantly worried about, whoa, what if I what if I just said the thing that popped into my head? What kind of new reality had that? would that have just created for me? So mm-hmm. did, when you say you're cursed, this is a constant battle in my mind about physical actions, verbal things. So if it's constantly in my mind, I might as well try to weaponize it. Yeah. Yeah, so no, I mean, I, 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 not, yeah, not,
1: not all curses are a bad thing. Some curses could be considered a gift as well. And uh, I, I it, it's it's it really is it's mind-boggling bogg- how much i could relate to this book going into this interview completely blind like i i didn't know any of this stuff and then man this it really does feel like it was uh, crafted just for me just for me and well, I uh, i'm I, i'm so excited to check this out man
0: um i hope i can get this stuff out you know cuz i think issue 2 is is way more interesting cuz it's just it feels more like an anthology this one is like Stories are re- relatively similar except for the bottom row, but the, the next issue, four compl- wildly different possibilities, um, and then the third one will be an actual anthology because I'll be checking in on some of the stuff that happened in issue one or two, where it won't be the gimmick. I'll just be like, oh, let's check in on this. What happened? Let's extend this one a little mini sequel. So I want to like when I talk, when I, you're you're pumping me up right now, and I want to get. I want to get number two done so I can get to three, and then we can start talking about You ever seen the show Counterpart? I haven't. It's – when I first heard about it, I'm like, oh, shit, someone someone beat me to the punch. It's um, espionage. It happens somewhere in Europe, I want to say Germany, where they do this experiment, and it actually accidentally creates a second reality. And they kind of splinter out from this one place where the experiment happened. And there's a hallway under the ground where you can go to a mirror image. And, of course, what do you do? Governments, what do they do? They start spying on each other. So it's totally like a spy show, but with this idea of the tessellation. There's only two realities, but it's like they're interacting and they have like, you know, the spies have to like if you give me this intel i'll give you that intel so there's some people getting along but there's other people who are totally out for blood and it's fascinating so i do want to start doing that i mean i've had that before i found counterpart but i've had this idea like how would the u.s army deal with knowing that there are infinite other u.s armies out there with infinite numbers of warheads Uh, Mm. how, how could this play out would they start to try to manipulate other realities would they try to um pillage other realities for their resources so there's a whole um mundane aspect i wanted to focus on in the first issue i think you got to start with the mundane just to get people going yeah this is me i've had the i'm a bad dad i'm a shitty husband i've i've raced a guy on the road i'm not happy about it i could have killed everybody involved i wanted to be tiny but there's also this whole macro thing that's going to be happening Along the lines, along the way too. So I'm like, you're pumping me up. I want there to be 10 right. issues be drawn by Hernan right now. I love it, man. Well, that's that's.
1: I would like to think that you know, it's. Uh, I mean, I'm here to pump you guys up too, man. I need you guys excited for the things you're creating. So that that is kind of one of my superpowers. That you know, this isn't an act, man. This is this is me being genuine. I really do love this stuff and um, the fact. Uh, yeah. Now this is this is just confirmation to. This this is the right thing to do today. This conversation was definitely the right thing to do today. Um, it's right, man. Uh, Mike Phillips, I uh, uh, do. You, do you have any social media tags that people could find you at? Where are you going to be shouting this thing at from?
0: Great, thank you. Yeah, on Twitter it's um, at Mike Makes Comics, spelled cool. how it sounds. Mike Makes Comics. That's where I do all that stuff on. Facebook, awesome. I think I'm Facebook.com The Real Mike Phillips. I think that's what it is, you know, when people were putting okay. the real in front of everything back then. Um but Sequart is where you can find our nonfiction stuff. Um a lot of our documentaries are free now because we're just trying to get another audience going with that. So on YouTube you awesome. can find uh Grant Morrison Talking with Gods for free and the Warren Ellis doc. And I think on Amazon prime, our click Chris Claremont X-Men documentary is free. If you have prime. And I think she makes comics as well. So we're out there. We're around, but Mike makes comics on Twitter is where, where you can probably find me the most. Um, Or just become my friend on Facebook. Find me. I look like a teenager holding an Easter basket. That's literally (laughs) my icon the entire time I've had an account. A cute, cute kid holding an Easter basket. Literally, you can see it in my eyes. I see the egg, and I'm going for it. And that's my... Find me, man. Let's be friends.
1: That's awesome, man. That, that, that That's... Uh, I love it. Um, this has been an absolute pleasure. I cannot wait to talk more about this. Right. I can't wait to your ass is messaging me saying, hey, man, I'm in Denver, um, because uh, I, I ha- we're, we're, we're going to get a drink, man. We're gonna I'm going to show you some shit. I'm going to show you some shit. Um. Can't oh, wait. the inspiration! It will flow, brother. It will flow. I uh,
0: foosball too. I
1: I think I know a couple of good foo- foosball places. <laughs> I think I know a couple. All right, good. All right, brother. Well, you Thanks don't so stop writing this book. I cannot wait for this to go live. I'll have all of the the information and in the show notes and the links and all that to the Kickstarter, and I'll be updating it as it goes on. So, I'm here to champion this book, man. The tessellation is the book. Mike Phillips is the man. I oh there will be more there will be more Mike Phillips thank you so much sir yeah. you stay safe
0: yeah I'll come back sometime talk about Necropolitan, maybe
1: let's do that let's yeah. do that oh that that's a whole other fucking can of worms man I oh my my mind uh, you like, don't I'm have stopped. to eat
0: dinner man come on let's go let's go <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you know they say in Showbiz leave 'em wanting more so yeah, that's sure. that's how we're that's gonna it. do this that's how we're gonna do this man uh, thank you so much brother stay safe my pleasure. All right, cheers All right there you go episode 291 in the books. another creator has been cornered. How about that Mike Phillips man? you, if you're not a fan of him now <laughs> then I, I don't know I don't you're just gonna miss out you're gonna miss out on so much. this guy has so much to offer the the, the future of comics I'm excited. I'm very excited on this feller. So, uh, you know, I will say I do apologize about uh, a couple of feedback issues. Um, I, I, I'm i not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Baby got into the office, and I'm 90% certain that she uh, messed with a couple of knobby knobs. Um, so, yeah, you might have noticed a couple of echoes here and there. I did my best to, to fix that, but... A One man team can only do so much, uh, but you made it this far, so you're not that mad, right? Um, yeah, nah, remember, uh, leave those reviews, uh, Apple or iTunes or whatever the hell you want to call it, anywhere you can rate this podcast, actually. But Apple, and you know, those that's the big one for sure. I appreciate the new reviews that have come in lately. Uh. Means a lot. It really does mean a lot. And uh, it means a lot to this podcast as well. The more this podcast gets reviewed, the higher in the algorithms it climbs or something other big wordy like that uh (laughs) i do appreciate all the feedback though um as always thank you so much for tuning in stay safe out there read responsibly cheers fuckers